this new single from Chris Shefflett. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the Foo Fighters, does it? But you know him as a member of the Foo Fighters since 99, and he's been leaning into country music. How are you, Chris? Good. How are you doing? I, I could sit and talk with you for hours because I feel like in indirect ways our paths have crossed so many times, all connected to Merle Haggard. Oh wow! <laughs> Interesting. Fact, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a that's a long conversation. <laughs> this is Chris Shefflett. Um, it, if you you look him up online, you'll see that they label him as a punk, punk veteran. Joined the Foo Fighters in '99, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rolling Stone names him Americana's biggest rock star after he puts out some fantastic pieces of work that most people wouldn't expect from you. People who just saw you, you know, with the Foo Fighters or something, but. What I'm interested in is how you label your music and how other people label your music. Because anytime I encounter music that defines a label, that tells me it's true art. And uh. I, I see that some people call it, or maybe you've called it, country twang bang. Other people say alt country <laughs> crunch. What is your music? Tell our audience exactly how you describe it. I've never heard either of those labels, but I like them both. I might go with whatever the first one was, Country Twang Bang. I love that. <laughs> um, you know, it all kind of falls under the big tent of Americana, I think. Um, it's an easy way to describe it for people. But Americana is a pretty diverse uh, genre. You know, there's all kinds of stuff get kind of gets called Americana these days. Um you know, country music is a, is a huge influence, but but of course, rock and roll and punk rock and alt rock and heavy metal. You know, it's, it's just kind of all in there. To me, I think of it as like, what would the Stones sound like playing a Merle Haggard song, but in 2023? Or you know what I mean? I don't know. It's kind of it's like bits and bobs of everything. And I think the more the more solo records I make, I feel like the more kind of all my various influences over the years kind of seep in there. And this new one, Lost at Sea, is your third venture into Americana, right? Um, or do you I have mean, more I than that? It, I'm sort of. It's, it's my third, like, technical solo record, but I also did a couple uh, under the name Chris Shiplett and the Dead Peasants that were kind of leaning that way, too. So, yeah, it's, it's something I've been doing for a while. I feel like whenever rock and roll was mixed with country, the result early in the 70s um, and into the 80s was always outlaw country. And then you kind of have that vibe. You mix in the Bakersfield sound to the equation. And and that was something that, from what I've read, was always an influence in your life, but you didn't recognize it. You were playing some pretty stout venues where some iconic country folks the people responsible for the bakersfield sound like buck and merle were playing and at the time you really you weren't aware you didn't have the respect for the music at what point did you realize that influence was all of a sudden a part of your life and and it was what you were pouring out when writing and playing yes yeah, it's, it's a really interesting thing because you know i grew up in california in santa barbara in the 70s and the 80s and there was a lot of um you know there's still a lot of those old honky tonks were still around um, at that time, you know, the Palomino was still around, but by the time I was going to shows at those venues, like the Palomino or the Foothill or, you know, any number of places, there were still a lot of those places around, around California and pretty much all of them are gone now. But by the time I was going and seeing bands there, it was like heavy metal shows and punk rock shows and stuff like that. So I didn't understand the history of it. 
and country music just wasn't on my radar. So like, I didn't, I just kind of didn't see it because I wasn't thinking about that. You know, I was listening to Motley Crue or whatever I was listening to as a kid. Um, and then once you, once I started going down that path and getting into some of that older stuff and, and some of the stuff from the fifties and sixties and seventies and, and all that, like I realized that that influence had always been there, but it was just, I was just kind of oblivious to it, you know, Yeah. but that's, it's just a huge part of, of like West coast culture, you know, all the, all the music that, you know, there's Buck and Merle and there's all those cats, but then obviously like, you know, the Eagles and, and bands like that, that were drawing from some of that stuff too, you know, just like that was just everywhere when I was a kid. Yeah, I just think that I, I love the production and Black Top White Lines. Is is that Jaron's touch? Is that who's doing the production on that? Yeah, Jaron produced this whole new record, and and you really hear his his impact on it. I think in a big way, especially with with a song like Black Top White Lines. I mean, that was like a riff that he brought in um, that me and him and John Osborne from Brothers Osborne wrote. Um, but, but that riff is just so Jaron and, and the production on, on the whole thing. I mean, that was really one of the motivating factors for wanting to work with him was just to do something different, you know, sonically a little bit different, um, than what I'd done before. And, and I, you know, I think we got there with it. I, I feel like when I listen to dead and gone, like I, um, I'm old school, but I feel like there's a Dylan vibe to it. Probably not oh, intentional, nice. but something that I just felt when I listened to it. And I got to tell you, I can't wait to see you at Fitzgerald's on September 14th. But the Belly Up is one of my favorite venues. I did radio in Southern California for many years, country oh, radio. And I yeah. and I see you played there. And that is, is that still in the same shape it was like 30 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's such a beautiful room. And I, I really like, I was, I've been wanting to, I've played there a couple times over the years, but I've never headlined it. And it was really important to me to headline it at some point on this on this album cycle. And we just did it the other, uh, the, what was it, last Thursday. And we had such a good show. It was so <laughs> great. I was really nervous going into that one, but the crowd was amazing. Um, and, yeah, the room is still nice and wood, and the shark's still hanging there. And it's, it's <laughs> just, you know, feels like it, you're at your buddy's, like, surf shop or something. It's, it's a cool vibe in there. And thank you for mentioning the Fitzgerald shows. I don't know if you know, but we added a matinee, so there's two shows now. Oh, good. Um, and I think the the nighttime ones sold out, but I think there's still some tickets for the earlier ones. So. Okay. Chris uh, Shefflett at yeah. Fitzgerald's on the 14th. And I got to tell you, the last time I was at Riot Fest, you want to take a guess as to who I saw? Were you at the Chevy Metal show? I was there to see Merle Haggard. Oh, what? One of the I last didn't know. Merle shows. Merle Haggard played Riot Fest? That's amazing. I never knew that. <laughs> Merle Haggard played Riot Fest, and I'm like right up front because I know he's aging, and I'm like, this might be one of the last Merle shows I see. So I'm up there. He gets off stage, and I'm still standing there just like. I can't believe I was this close again to Merle. I'd met him in the past. Boy, I had met him and he had touched me inappropriately in the past. That's a whole nother story. But it was Merle in his drinking days, his George Dickel drinking days, way before Me Too. But uh, I'm standing there. I'm like, wow, this is just amazing. And for some reason, I just stood there. And then all of a sudden, System of a Down comes on. All hell breaks loose. And I'm in the middle of a mosh pit. And I'm like, what is happening here? It was my best Riot Fest experience ever. Oh, wow. Yeah, something tells me there weren't a lot of times over the years that System of a Down and Merle Haggard 
shared stages together. <laughs> no, but you, in the position you're in and what you've done with blending all of your influence and your love, you must have appreciation for that. And that's what music lovers want, you know? They, they want to see the clash of those types of music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of, of all this um, festival culture that's caught fire, you know, in, in the last, whatever it's been, 10, 20 years in uh in the states, you know that is the, the kind of the the exciting part of it when they mix it up like that. It's always fun. So Grand Ole Opry still doing punk bars, doing Riot Fest, playing Fitzgeralds, the Belly Up. He's, trying to mix it all in. Yeah, Indeed. absolutely. All right, give my audience a pitch on your record and why they need to go download it when it comes out in October. Ooh, well, um, I'm really proud of it. There was really there's nothing on there that I felt like was fluff. Um, you always sort of rethink certain things after you finish a record, but because we recorded this thing in bits and bobs over the course of like a year, because both, uh, you know, my, I was touring um, with Fruz and, and Jaron was touring with Cadillac 3, so we would just kind of get together when we had little cracks in the schedule, which was an interesting way to make the record um, and sort of allowed like all this time to really think things through and make choices and kind of get it where we wanted it to be so i'm very proud of it and i hope people dig it um when it comes out and um yeah i don't know i'm never good at pitching stuff like that (laughs) that's uh, okay i think if you if like if you're stoked on the music you make it's like you have to be excited about it yourself because if you're excited about it then maybe there's a chance other people get excited about it you know, too. I'm excited about it, and I encourage everybody to grab it when it comes out. It's called, it's called Lost at Sea. It's Chris Shefflett. Uh, we'll see you at Fitzgerald's and Riot Fest. Thanks so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you. I'll see you out there. Absolutely. Steve's News is next.